0: Listening to the daily roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Got a good show for you today. Got a lot of stuff to get to. Just a lot of stories that I saw that I was like, I need want to touch on that. Whether I get to all of them or not is a different story, but I will try my best to. We'll get to that momentarily. As always, this podcast brought to you by Dame Products. Try adding a toy into the mix and discover new layers of pleasure you can share. Plus, sex you'll look forward to. Use code REALITYSTEVE to take 15% off your first order at dameproducts.com. Also, guys, it's just a deal you can't beat. Green Chef. Go to greenchef.com slash realitysteve135. Use code Steve 135 to get $135 off across five boxes. Plus, free shipping on your first box. You cannot beat that. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. As always, let's start in Bachelorette world. And Rachel and Gabby did an interview with People Magazine yesterday. That was interesting. It didn't give anything away in regards to the ending of the show or anything like that. But just talking about the criticism the show was getting, where it's seemingly pitting two women against each other. And and Gabby gave an answer that I I feel really is what's really going on, and yet people don't seem to be noticing it. She says... There's a lot of good in it, how the season offers two different love stories, two different personalities to reach a bigger audience. But then she also says, so if you pay attention, we're not pitting ourselves against each other. We're not in any competition. That's other people creating the narrative. So now it's like, whatever, but our friendship has grown so much. And it's something that I know I take away from this experience in this season in particular that nobody else gets to. And that's truly invaluable to me, which is true. Like, I... This whole thing that they are being pitted against each other would mean that they are literally fighting over a guy. Not like one has one of the guy's arms and the other one has the other guy's arms and they're yanking in different directions. They're not competing. They're not against each other. They have a group of guys that want to be with Rachel and a group of guys that want to be and are interested in Gabby. Outside of the Logan thing, which I've reiterated a million times, it's accepted by Gabby. It's not like Logan and Gabby were seeing each other behind Rachel's back, and yet he kept accepting roses from Rachel. But that's what the, the producers and the narrative wants to make you think. It's like he's doing this bad thing when all he's saying is, I got stronger feelings for Gabby. I'm going to tell Rachel just when's the best time. And that's all it is. I am just shocked at, I mean, it's such a non-story. I went over this in my article yesterday. It's just such a non-story. Yes, it would be it would be a dick move of Logan if it was what I described. He's, you know, going over and sneaking over to see Gabby, flirting with her when it's not his time. We haven't seen him do any of that. He's just saying, like, you know, I'm just not feeling it with Rachel. I'm into Gabby. And he's eventually going to tell Rachel. And, yeah, she's not going to be thrilled, but that doesn't mean they're pitting her against Gabby. I, I, get, I don't know. I don't see it that way. She has her guys. We know who her final four are. You know, Tyler, Avon, Tino, Zach. We know that those four are completely 100% into her. So does it really matter what's happening in episode four and five when nothing really deep is really going on? She gets to that final four where they are all into her. So I guess that's the way I look at it. I just... This pitting against each other, I think is the wrong phrase. I don't think that's what's going on on the show. The other thing I want to talk about is what I brought up yesterday in my column, if you followed it, that I said I have a couple things coming down the pipe this month in regards to some reporting. One of them, like I said, is something we discussed earlier in the season, and we'll see if that comes to fruition. And... The other one is, is of a more, uh, certainly more of a serious nature. I can tell you this. I'm not going to give anything away, but this isn't like, oh, this guy cheated and he ghosted her and he was hooking up with her and, you know, and, and this guy was hooking up with her and then he left to go film the show. No. If I'm telling you it's the biggest story I've ever done, trust me. I'm not using hyperbole and I'm not using it for clicks or whatever. I don't need to. Once the story comes out, it's going to be everywhere. Trust me on that. But I just don't want to get into any details because there are a lot of things that I'm still gathering. I have a lot of stuff already. I could probably run with what I have now. But I'm just double-checking everything because this is a big deal. And I just want to make sure I have all my my cards in a row or whatever the f- phrase is. But, yeah, that's where I'm at with, with that. You could expect that. Sometime this month. I know some of you took a concern. In regards to my Achilles story. From yesterday. Uh, I went. Saw a doctor. Apparently they want you to take an x-ray first. Before you can get an MRI. They don't want you jumping right to the MRI. Because insurance might put up a fit. Did not know this. I have not had an x-ray and or MRI. In close to 20 years. So I have no idea. But. But. Took an x-ray yesterday. I know it's not going to show anything because x-rays, basically bones. There's nothing wrong with my bones in my ankle. There's nothing, My bones don't hurt. It's obviously some sort of tear in a ligament. So they basically said they gave me um, anti-inflammatory medicine, and they said see how it feels on Monday of next week. And if it's still not healing properly or whatever, we will get an MRI done. Okay. Thanks, Doc. Can I get a boot? Uh, We don't have boots here. So I had to go on Amazon and order a boot. Not the greatest. Didn't really get much of a solution yesterday to what was going on. Moving on, I've got some reality TV and pop culture stuff to get to. First off, reality TV, obviously The Challenge and Big Brother are tonight. I have not heard anything in regards to Big Brother, so please don't tell me. Challenge tonight, again, that one I definitely don't know. Spoilers to at all. But that is going to be... I'm, I'm really interested, again, to see where Big Brother goes because that Leftover Alliance, while it may seem solid now and it blindsided Amira, I don't think it's long for this show. If I had to predict, I think, I think Michael and Taylor and Brittany are going to realize at some point they are at the bottom of the Leftover Alliance, and they're going to start their own And be the top. And then the people that join them will be on the bottom of theirs. And let's see if they flip. I mean, there's just alliances are weird. We've already had five or six this season. It just seems like it's so easy to break an alliance. And I have a feeling the leftover alliance is not going to be the final seven. Call me crazy. I can't tell you this. I recorded yesterday with Louise, Mia and Tamaris for this week's podcast on Thursday And those women are the leads, as you know, of F-Boy Island season two. Now, we recorded yesterday, but it's not being released till late Thursday or early Friday. So I told, you know, the media people that I want to record with them, but I want to be able, even though we're recording before the final two episodes have aired, which is this Thursday on HBO Max, I want to be able to talk to the three women about where they're at now with everything. And they said, yeah, no problem. You just can't air it before the episodes air. I'm like, yeah, no, I know that. I'm not going to ruin that for anybody but we did talk about that the only thing that we really can't cover is they still haven't seen the final two episodes clearly they know how things turn out but they haven't seen the final two episodes in terms of editing so i didn't try to focus too much on what is shown in the final two episodes but we get down to why decisions were made that were and you know why'd you pick this guy and all this stuff and Um, What was your reasoning behind this? And what was your reasoning behind that? And were you scared and all this stuff? You know, because Mia's got two F-boys in her. um, She got four F-boys left, but I mean, she had no choice. But her only way to get any money out of this season was to hope that a a guy that she picked was a reformed F-boy and decided to split the money. You'll see if that happens or not. On Thursday, But it was a great conversation, and the best part is I these, none of these women held back. They were they were open and honest, and um, I asked them all about the status of what's happened since the show, and they'll fill you in on that. You might even hear it before I post it on Thursday because I know they're going to be doing a ton of interviews on Thursday. Some are probably going up earlier than mine, so maybe I'll post it a little bit earlier. I don't know, but you are going to like the interview if you've been watching F-Boy Island this season. Trust me. And one other thing I want to talk about in regards to reality shows, I don't know, do you guys ever watch Total Bellas? Are you aware of the Bella Twins? You don't even have to be a wrestling fan. You might just watch the show and never even watch WWE stuff. But um, Brie Bella's husband, Brian Danielson, is a wrestler, and he was interviewed recently, and he was talking about how much he hated being on total bellas. And this quote was so awesome because it literally encapsulates everything that also happens on the bachelor and the bachelorette. He said, I have to go live in John Cena's house. I hate filming reality television. You're constantly changing clothes on the same day to film something, to pretend like it's a different day. This is supposed to be real. Can not I just wear my same clothes? They're like, no, you cannot. Then they manufacture these arguments that sometimes turn into real arguments. One of the real arguments got real real. Then it was like, I don't want to be here anymore, so I just left. It was bad. And I think that perfectly encapsulates what it's like being on a reality show where, yeah, you have to film stuff and put on the clothes you were wearing at the time something happened because maybe the sound didn't come through. Maybe they want to ask you questions about it. You know, this is something that's well-known in Bachelor Nation, Charlene used to cover it a lot on her blog, but I don't think she does a blog anymore. It's more video stuff. So she used to break down all the things where you could tell, like, oh, this was filmed clearly after well after it happened, because look at her hairstyle. Even though she's in the same outfit, she doesn't have the same hairstyle she did when she first recorded an ITM in that outfit. So she was great at that. I don't think she does it anymore, though. But um, it happens a lot in Bachelor Nation. That's a great quote by Daniel Bryan, also in case, you were, in case you care, in case you're wondering, one of the, probably the five best wrestlers going in wrestling today. All right, moving on. We got some pop culture stories to get to this week. Did you see who has a featured story in People Magazine this week? You guessed it. The twins who married twins. Is someone at People listening to the Daily Roundup to get their stories? The timing is awfully coincidental here. I mentioned it last week, the twins who had twins, who had a child that are, you know, cousins in the family tree sense, but are genetic siblings. They now have a feature story in People Magazine this week. Now, here's my new question for that family. Those sons that they had, are they basically going to be told you have to marry twins and we're keeping this thing rolling, people? We're going for years and years and years on end where all your kids are marrying twins. And this is this is the way we roll. This is how it's going to happen. You dare bring home anybody that's not a twin, we will disown you. That's what I want to know is happening to this family because they could keep this thing going forever if they really wanted to. Travis Scott, the rapper, singer. He announced a Vegas residency Starting in next month in Las Vegas. Obviously, it's a Vegas residency at Resorts World, where I saw Katy Perry twice. So, Travis Scott starts at Resorts World next month. Is security going to be part of this show? Hey, 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 now. Hey, oh, we got jokes. Be sure to tip your waitress. No, obviously, you know, that was a horrible incident that happened down in Houston, and I really hope that this guy... It sounds like nothing's really happened from it, then again, I'm not going to sit here and say I know anything legally that's gone on with that case since it happened, but um, I really hope that something comes of it, because... Just in the video footage that we saw, that was some of the most poorly executed security I've ever seen at a concert in my life. That was awful. Kellis. You know who Kellis is, right? She was the one who sang Milkshake. My milkshake brings all the boys in the yard of their light and better than your night. You know that one. Anyway. I haven't listened to Beyonce's new album. I'm not a huge Beyonce fan. Her older stuff I liked. Single Ladies, good song. Got a great beat. You can dance to it. Give it an eight. Kellis is now claiming that in Beyonce's new song, Renaissance, which I have not heard, I guess she samples some of Milkshake. Milkshake is in Renaissance. The problem is nobody informed Kellis or her management team that Beyonce was sampling the song. So Kellis has just basically gone off the last few days saying this is bullshit. People in the industry know, you take someone else's song, you have to get permission first. Apparently Beyonce didn't. You know, this is going to be a a she said, she said. We don't know who contacted who. And maybe Kellis was unaware that somebody contacted management. But she claims that she had no idea. And now part of Milkshake is in Beyonce's Renaissance song. All I know is this. You're dealing with Beyonce. Beyonce. You're dealing with the bayhive, Kellis. Do you realize what you just stepped into by coming out with this story and accusing Beyonce of sampling your song? She very well may have. Can't slam... I <laughs> can't speak. She very well may have sampled your song. And if she did, without any permission, you have a right to go sue and get whatever royalties you want from it. Just know that the bayhive is going to be on your ass. And you are... And it kind of goes along the lines of what I always talk about when it comes to Bachelor Nation. Beyonce is beloved, so she can't possibly do anything wrong. There's no way she would sample a song without permission. So she's already innocent until proven guilty, even though Kellis has said, no, she's guilty. She did this. So... But you're Kellis. She's Beyonce. Beyonce. Unfortunately, you are going to feel the wrath of the beehive. Good luck. Is there a more interesting slash uninteresting feud going on right now in the celebrity world than JoJo Siwa and Candace Cameron Bure? What I thought this was over like f- last week. Short story: There's a TikTok challenge going around where you talk about the best you know, the. The nicest celebrity you ever met, the rudest celebrity you ever met, all this stuff. Anyway, JoJo Siwa did it. She said the rudest celebrity she ever met was Candace Cameron Brewery. And it was when she was like 11. She was on the set of Fuller House, and she asked for an autograph or a photo. And Candace's responses was, not now, maybe later. Apparently, that was the rudest celebrity interaction JoJo Siwa ever had. So she said it on the TikTok challenge, and everyone and it had legs, and it took off. Well... Candace Cameron Bure saw that story, called JoJo to ask, What was it? What happened? I didn't even know I did this to you. She told her, and Candace basically apologized and said, I had no idea I did this. I'm sorry. And I'm talking, that's done. I thought it was done. But then Candace Cameron Bure's daughter chimed in and called out JoJo. And then yesterday, JoJo C was mother, went on her podcast and called out Cameron. Like, it needs to end because it's over. She already said it. She apologized. What needs to be done here? It's And we talk about slights in this world. Being slighted by a celebrity. Candice Cameron Bure saying not now, maybe later for a photo. If that's the rudest thing that you've ever gotten from a celebrity, consider yourself lucky. Because we've heard stories that are a hundred times worse than that. Not now, maybe later. And that was the rudest thing she got. And she, look, and she was doing a TikTok challenge. It's not like she went on a rant, JoJo, when she first did the story. It was social media that picked it up and really ended up making it a bigger deal than it was. But Candace's daughter didn't need to chime in. Neither did JoJo's mother. Let's stop this. Like I said, it's the most interesting slash uninteresting celebrity feud happening right now. I just don't think most people care. And finally, this is this may mean nothing to you. It does to me. Taco Bell announced the return of the Mexican pizza. Now you might say, Steve, that's old news. Didn't it happen a few months ago? Yeah, it did. But, contraire, mon frere, whatever that phrase is, in May of 2022, two months ago, Taco Bell announced the return of the Mexican pizza. But I don't know if most of you know this. Within a week, it was basically off the menu again because Taco Bell underestimated its popularity and demand was seven times higher than expected. So they literally pulled it from, I think, 90 to 95 percent of their locations. And of course, demand was seven times higher than you expected. Yeah, it's heaven on a cardboard plate. How did you not see this coming, morons? However, September 15th, it's back on the menu. I guess they've met their demand, and they're ready to go and ramp that thing up. And, I mean, if you have not had a Mexican pizza at Taco Bell at 2 in the morning drunk, you haven't lived. Sorry. I actually said that was going to be the last story. I just want to end on this. Any baseball fans out there know you might have heard the news late last night. It broke around 10 Central Time. That Vince Scully, the longtime voice of the L.A. Dodgers, uh, has passed away at the age of 94. As someone who grew up in Southern California, the only two teams I openly root for to this day are the Lakers and the Dodgers. Vince Scully was somebody that I literally laid my head down on a pillow at night, 5th grade through 8th grade, listening to Dodger games and Dodger talk as I went to bed. This guy was the voice of my childhood. And you're probably hearing a lot of people say that, because he was. He's broadcasted for the same baseball team for 67 years. Started with the Brooklyn Dodgers in 1950 and retired in 2016 to the L.A. Dodgers. He was an icon. He's the greatest announcer in certainly baseball, in team sports, and probably in all of sports. It's just, if you never got a chance to listen to him on a nightly, daily, even weekly basis, you probably are saying, like, that's hyperbole. No, it's not. All you got to do is listen to what people are saying about him now. Pretty much everyone agrees. Easily the greatest baseball announcer of all time. And you could probably make a case he's the best sports announcer of all time for team sports. Um, So thoughts and prayers to his family. Legit thoughts and prayers. Because, you know, not like we didn't think this was coming. He's 94. Um, He had had some health issues recently. Just didn't think it was to happen last night. But when the voice of your childhood passes away, it sucks. And, you know, I just remember back to all the times I listened to Dodger games as I fell asleep. Fifth grade through eighth grade. I mean, it was it's hard to explain to somebody who didn't grow up in Southern California or didn't have access to Dodger games wherever they were. So rest in peace, Vin. You're the best. Thank you all for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Um. Please rate, subscribe, and review an Apple podcast. And we are back yet again tomorrow with another Daily Roundup. So, Reality Steve here signing off. I'll talk to you tomorrow. See you.